No, I did nothing to write. It's you. You know, you, everyone is just inter- him. No, oh, everyone oh, is just okay. interrupting my fucking story. <laughs> we we're trying to make it better. I mean, clearly it's gonna suck. <laughs> Hello, I'm your host, Samuel Hansen, and you are listening to Combinations and Permutations Episode 62, brought to you by AcmeScience.com. In today's podcast, which was completely determined by its initial conditions, we end up really, really far away from where we may have ended up if I would have started it a little bit better. That's right, we're talking about chaos. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Combinations and Permutations, a mathematical podcast, uh, one of a few that say I do. Uh, But I now am no longer just the host of a mathematical podcast. I, Samuel Hansen, am now a host of a movie podcast. I, along with Mr. Dan Sy from Boston, am now uh, running the Sam and Dan and movie podcast, where our first episode was about the amazing and wonderful Buckaroo Banzai. But we're not really here to talk about that today. We are here to talk about mathematics. And joining me uh, is the something or other of something or other, Sean Breckling. Yes, I do have traits and properties. <laughs> I am something. Uh, yeah. And the man who's trying to talk but can't yet because he's still on mute, Mr. Brandon Metz. I hate you. Mute before we even start. It's, it's because I don't like people talking until I give them leave. Just okay. like one man sitting over there. Juan Mariscal. Oh my gosh, how many times are you going to do that you joke? You always have to... <laughs> Can you at least introduce someone else as like that Juan man just to like kind of mix it up a little bit no. and throw people off? Nope. Not until I have another Juan on the show. We need to go find like we, five we others. We need to meet another Juan. We need, just t- we need two Juans so you can do all Juan. A whole show of Juans. <laughs> well, one thing I, I want to talk uh, about this with you, Juan. Oh, it would be uh, perfect. It would be so awesome. <laughs> that would be absolutely awful. That'd oh be, yeah, that'd be really terrible. and hence awesome because it's hilarious to me that so, way. So uh, before we started recording today, uh, Brandon and I were talking about our last episode, and and he had a he asked a question, and I sadly had to give him the answer that no one had sent us an email about mathematical gangbangs. I was highly disappointed. I am incredibly disappointed in our listeners. Although audience. although I do want I'm to thank all those who did email Sam, telling them that they do in fact hate him. That would be uh, Leonard and also Alex Cole on Twitter accidentally sent it to the wrong Twitter account. Either way, you get a virtual high five from me. <laughs> and, and, and I do want to remind everyone that, yes, I want your mathematical gangbang emails. And if that doesn't make sense, go listen to the end of episode uh. 61 again. And I also <laughs> want you to send emails to me where the subject line just states, I listen and I hate you. That's Samuel at AcmeScience.com. Nobody. Be, nobody. Gotta, there's got to be some kind of prize we give them for this or something. At least I, I would sponsor something like okay. that. Okay. Okay. So, Brand's going to sponsor. So, uh, everyone who's already sent one in and everyone who will send one in over the next, say, two weeks okay, uh, will be eligible out. for some sort of a prize. That sounds reasonable. 
Yeah. So probably uh, a picture of you getting stomped on by a bunch of people or something like that. I would really love a picture like of mathematicians. That. I would really love to be involved in, in the stomping. The yes. Okay. Yeah. We can probably. I'm sure we can arrange this, and you could get him to sign it and everything. We'll all sign it. <laughs> we'll be smiling, stomping on his face, and then <laughs> then we'll send it to you. Huh? Okay. Well, there you go. That apparently. If is you're the interested in something like that, mention happen. it. Yep. So um, make sure to send me your email. And now uh, we have to uh, talk about something. We have to talk about a topic. Not the birds and the bees. Well, <laughs> I don't have a okay, he, he sort of got all like, son, we need to talk here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, today we're gonna, we are going to be talking about not bees, but another flying insect. We'll probably Rusks. have to talk about butterflies at some point. Okay. Anyone, anyone have any, any guess as to why? Chaos. Chaos. See? Two people are smart and Brandon's dumb. <laughs> I knew it was going there. I did not want to... I thought we were never going to get to this point where we had to use chaos. I, actually, it's a pretty interesting topic. Let's just talk about dynamical systems, which actually okay. are interesting. But spe the specific reason I need to talk about this is I was watching Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> well, you Can see happen. the hairs on the, on the uh, follicles. And, and so I was, just, I was watching Jurassic Park the other day with my roommate. And there's uh, the, the point when they're on the helicopter going to the island. And Dr. Ian Malcolm, the best character in Jurassic Park because he's played <laughs> by the best actor ever, Jeff Goldblum, uh, states, you've never heard of chaos theory, nonlinear equations, strange attractors? Dr. Sattler, I f refuse to believe you're not familiar with the concept of attraction. So the specific <laughs> reason I want to talk about it, it, it that stuck in my head the entire time. Non-linear fucking equations. <laughs> what? How does... I mean, what? Just the, the parabola? What? <laughs> Quadratics, yeah. Yeah, quadratic equations? Well, how are those inherent in chaos theory? He should have said like something like non-quintic equations. I mean like... No, no. Non-linear is actually correct in a way. We'll get into it a bit later on, but he should have specified a little bit more. A multi uh, above three-dimensional non-linear system of continuously differentiable equations then he would be talking about chaos theory yeah, but that's, too that's too much to spout out in a this movie. is michael crichton we're talking about here let's, <laughs> this let's... was before he went insane well I, no i'm just saying like at this point we're picking nits like let's just well except i'm, I'm i feel that someone should have picked out the point at least non-linear systems because a single nonlinear equation cannot exhibit chaos. That's... It, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's inherent. It, I mean, it, it can't. You only have one equation, and it's... I mean, it's, I mean you're looking at typical <laughs> equations at that point. So let's talk a little bit about what chaos actually means. Uh, do any of you actually know what would make a system chaotic? Nope. <laughs> Fuck no. You got us. Really? None of you have studied this at all, ever? I'd probably say... I, I don't remember being a, um, being a topic in any course that I've ever taken. Um, if I studied it, it would just it be on my be own more time. in the physics area. No. No, no. 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 At least for us. My gosh, we have nothing based on chaos around here. Dynamical well, okay. systems. Do we actually yeah, have yeah. a dynamical systems course? It's, uh, it's we, probably in the numbers, I doubt it's, it's in, yeah. it's hasn't been offered in ages. The That's one person who taught it, was, think... it was going to be offered and then he left. Uh, but 
we do have a lot of classes in applied mathematics, which means... Which none of us take because we don't do applied mathematics, but I'm sure the applied mathematicians here cover chaos. Probably. Nope, not that I've seen. No, I am. Scatter theory is probably the most the recent one. What, what about in uh, perhaps uh, numerical analysis? I know. Definitely not at the, sixth, the undergrad level. The grad level oh. is like finite element analysis and like... Oh, so Error. it's fucking still, yeah. economy things. Oh, which, by the way, we do, uh, at least Sean and I want to say, good job, Wisconsin protesters. Keep it up. Yep. <laughs> Keep on keeping on. And uh, senators never go back. Yeah, you'll, you'll be arrested. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so there's three things uh, that define chaotic dynamics. Uh, and the second two actually imply the third but I will read all three. The one, and this is the one that's uh, most generally known, is it must be sensitive to initial conditions. Okay. Yeah. So, and we're talking about deterministic systems. That's another thing. Chaotic, it, and that's the most amazing thing about chaotic systems. These are completely deterministic st systems. So their state at the very beginning completely determines how their state, well, how the uh, values will progress as you iterate through uh, the system. But it must be sensitive to initial conditions. So even if you move it a small amount, uh, your answer in the end could be very, very different. Instead of something when you think of, say, a, it, say the parabola, which I was talking about before, the difference between you know, 0.5 and 0.75 isn't all that much. Uh, even after, even if you keep on putting it into x squared over and over and over again. I mean, they will grow apart. But they won't be drastically different values. No, they won't. Uh, whereas in a chaotic <laughs> system, you could put in 0.5.75. One ends up going to zero and the other one ends up going to positive infinity after you iterate it through the system a lot. Which, I mean, that is, that is a large difference. And the second one is that there must, it must be topologically mixing. Now, I hope Brandon has a definition for what topologically mixing means. Mixing? Yep. Mixing? I have no fucking idea. I've no. never heard that term used. Never it. heard. I've ne I uh, give me what's it say about it? Sam actually pulled our transcripts and made sure that most of us weren't aware at least of the the main points of chaos theory is that way he can come in and be the smartest guy in the room for the first <laughs> time in this podcast history. No, we talked about graph <laughs> theory once. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Anyway, so topological mixing, uh, here's the definition on Wikipedia. I, I really am not entirely sure I understand this. The system will evolve over time so that any given region or open set in its phase space will eventually overlap with any other given region. So it, it sounds kind of like an open set ends up, uh, if you take every position it ever takes, covering everything. Sounds like a density thing. Uh, density is actually part of the next thing. Apparently they are the, because the third thing to make it a chaotic system is that its periodic orbits must be dense. Yeah. Periodic orbits. So the periodic orbits of the system, when something goes into a period, it's, uh, dense, which means what? Oh, well, a couple of ways of defining dense. Well, give me one of them, asshole. <laughs> well, I mean, well, you can look at 
You can look at the closure of something. One, a simple one for like po point set topology is just closure. If it's closure is, you know, the whole set, the whole space itself, it's dense. But you can also have that um, it's interior, the interior that complements empty and stuff like that. Just essentially any neighborhood in intersects both itself and its complement. Yeah. Essentially. I mean, that's, yeah, a, that's so, a trivial so way So if of it's periodic about. orbit is dense, or all of its periodic orbits total are dense, that means that it, it, when you take the complete, all of the periodic orbits, right. uh, it ends up covering everything. Yeah. Well, it, well the intersection well, with the, I say whatever you said. Yeah, no, yeah. Cover, covering would be the but every thing. But everything could, every, every open set would contain it. Yeah. Have some portion of it. And, and so chaos theory turns out to be very important uh, in many different areas, including, say, population dynamics was one where it was uh, very early uh, found to to be um, chaotic. Uh, also physics, which we mentioned before. Uh, and one very big one is uh, meteorology. I would definitely say that's pretty... Yeah, it, meteorology is, is very chaotic, and it's one of the earlier things that was found to be chaotic, and it's found to be chaotic by uh, Lorenz, with the Lorenz attractor, as well as the uh, Lorenz system. Uh, Why does Lorenz sound familiar? Lorenz transform. Yeah. It's just I'm a, thinking of Lorenz product, too. That's a in hyperbolic geometry. They call it a Lorenz product. It's a dot product. That would, that, oh, okay. Well, it was uh, back in 63, he was trying to uh, uh, deal with simplified equations uh, dealing with uh, convection currents in the upper atmosphere, so meteorology. Yeah. Uh, and what he found was that uh, this, the iterated system of this uh, created something that's called a strange attractor. I just realized that we should probably talk about what an iterated system is. So <laughs> when you're talking about chaos theory, you're generally talking about dynamics, dynamical systems. And dynamical systems are uh, a, usually a, a, a series of, or a system of equations with, and that those equations are, some, are a model of some rule. And that's the easiest way to describe it. A They're describing rule. the dynamics of what's going on in the system. Right, Sean's nodding his head, but not joining in the a conversation. A model of no, a rule? When, when did that mean? Well, you're mathematically modeling you mean a, rule a rule. as in like a law or like a, a fact? Or, uh, uh, or you English mean a rule as in a measure? apparently is Brandon's second language. Uh, <laughs> like, a, how about gravity? We, we declare that gravity has the property mass one, mass two, times the gravitational constant okay. divided by the radius squared. That, we just say that this is the rule, and we use math to model. That's what I'm wondering. I meant so, rule as uh, in whether you, a rule could be a measure or it could be a law, like that. Example, mm. the, the rule would be... Yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about the mathematical definition of a okay. rule. <laughs> well, a, a measure is a mathematical thing as well, so... Uh, a measure? You I tell think, me I measure think, is well, no, not no. mathematical? No, no, no. No, 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 one, no one told you anything, Brandon. <laughs> I'm We're, trying to figure out where you got measure from no, at all. No, a rule. Don't, it's... Ruler? No, 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 no ruler. Well, ruler okay, is so, a measure. Okay, uh, so what was going on with the... Uh, I, I don't know rule? anymore. I'm very confused. <laughs> Boy, this, this conversation went a really funny direction. Like, <laughs> yeah. What do you mean rule, measure? I'm very confused right now. Well, you can have a, you can have a rule, essentially... It's another way of saying, you know, a measure of something. Oh, you can, a I've, rule, yeah. I've never heard that definition. Well, no, they they, they, they call it? it a ruler because you are measuring something. 
um, which I believe. Fellas. It is. It is. Essentially, that's what it is. Let's remove our heads from our asses and <laughs> <laughs> continue. I, I don't know where I'm going anymore. I'm, I don't I'm, know. Like, I'm, I'm completely confused. And this conversation off. is actually a chaotic iter- iteration. <laughs> yeah. Like it depended on where we started. Apparently, yeah, me like, plugging my new show was a bad, bad place to start. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna call you a sellout for that, late, but it's only the first time. So uh, it's another, out. it's another Acme Science podcast. Yeah, until he plugs which means in I'm not more, a sellout. More, more. I'm just cross promoting. No, to to be a sellout, actually, by definition, you have I to think, make money. Yeah, <laughs> so I am not a sellout. It, it's costing me more money. I'm what, a sell-in. What is? That's true. That's true. What exactly? What principles are Sam standing for here? In which way? In which man actually is he fighting? <laughs> I'm fighting no man. Exactly. I don't think you can sell out. <laughs> okay. So once again, it, it, with the Lorenz uh, oscillator, Lorenz attractor, you you have something that is referred to as a strange attractor. Now, a tractor in a dynamic system is a point that other points tend to circle in towards if you look at, say, the state graph of it. The state graph is just take one point and keep on reiterating that point. You'll get a curve, and that would be your state curve, which is at the various different states of the system. And a, a tractor would be a point or a torus if you're in three-dimensional space or a line where points tend to iterate towards. Towards the line or towards the point? Well, it depends on what your attractor is. Your attractor can be a point or your attractor can be a, a line. Function. Yeah, so or like stability. Or a curve or, yeah. It, it's the area where things try to go to to become stable. Or, or is it like, equi- like stable like equilibri- and unstable equilibrium? Yeah, that's yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Like yeah, it's, it's like a differential equation type yeah, thing. Yeah, except attractors don't always actually get them there. Sometimes steady they're a- asymptotic. There are yeah. steady state attractors where things actually go there and then stick. Other attractors you'll go towards, and then you'll shoot off, and you might go towards another attractor. Hmm. Uh, you have saddle points, which you know it goes in towards, and then it goes away from. If you have uh, two attractor lines that say intersect, and you end up going towards the point of intersection, you might go along one line and then exit out along the other. Hmm. Dynamical systems are really fantastic. I had a course four years ago on them that was a whole lot of fun. Sadly, I don't remember much. Hmm. Uh, Sounds like a perfect topic for today, then. Let's yeah. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Dr. Ian Malcolm in Jurassic Park. <laughs> well, I wasn't love Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Wasn't could, Jurassic Park 2 just about Dr. Ian Oh, Malcolm? yeah. Jurassic yeah, Park 2 is so much okay. better than Jurassic Park 1 because there's like, so much yeah. more Jeff Goldblum. And what? Vince Vaughn before he became annoying. What? He was in that. Oh, he my was gosh. Awesome in it, he? Too. he was like an eco-terrorist Avenger guy. Yeah. Why don't we just talk about the big chill? I've never <laughs> seen it. I can talk about swingers, John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. But there's no Jeff Goldblum. That's true. Was Jeff Goldblum in Big Chill with oh, Vince yeah. Vaughn? No, Vince Vaughn's not in. Oh well, no. I'm, I'm sorry. I've not. I've not watched that. Ah, I, I should. If it if it has Jeff Goldblum, that is now officially on my list. I do want to watch pretty much everything that man has done. I've even been willing to go back and watch some uh, Law and Order: Criminal Intent recently because he's now the star weird yeah it's awesome because it's jeff goldblum so strange attractors are uh, attractors but they have non-integer dimension huh which means they have fractal Fractal dimension dimension and fractal properties well i mean that makes sense if it's an iterated system it would that's what i was thinking because when you're doing fractals Essentially, like all the Julia sets and whatnot, Mandelbrot yeah. sets are iterated functions. Yeah, you just yeah. plug you plug it in, 
get the output, plug it back in. So I, it makes sense that it would have a fractal dimension. Yeah. And so, so let's talk a little bit about what, uh, what systems can actually be chaotic. And I had this... At one point, I actually knew... Uh, so if it's a iterative, uh, a recursively iterative system... Uh, so we're not we're not talking about dynamic systems that have uh, differential equations. Are these systems of values or systems of functions, like functionals? They're they're systems of equations. Yeah, I'm aware, but are they yeah. equations of. Fun Do you see where I'm going with this? I, I don't like, know what a functional is. Oh, okay, never mind. So I'm like assuming a that has a domain of no, continuous it, functions. It's it's kind of what that's similar. kind of sound yeah. of what yeah. you meant. Yeah, it's it's a set of functions. It, the input is a function. Right. Okay, so and it's the a, output yeah. and the output is also so the domain is a like function. a okay. Set no, of no, no, no. Okay. You this okay. is something you put in a number and you get back a number. Oh, okay. There uh, and so when I say recursive, I mean discrete chaotic systems. So we're not dealing uh, with. Uh, systems that are made up of uh, differential equations, which is, I mean, those are your two typical ones. You have the discrete iterative, and then you have the continuously dif uh, differential systems. If you have that, uh, if you have the discrete one, uh, it can be any dimension, and you can actually get a chaotic system. So, uh, But if you're dealing with uh, differential equations, uh, you have to one. It has to be nonlinear. So this is this is the point where Doctor Ian Malcolm. I mean, that's where they pulled it from, and it sounds pretty punchy, yeah. and you can't really describe what it means. But you have to not only be nonlinear. You also have to be dealing in at least three dimensions. So it has to be nonlinear in three or more uh, dimensions if you're dealing with a continuous dynamical system. Huh. If you're uh, if you're of less dimension than that, or you're any finite dimension linear, then you cannot go chaotic in a continuous system. Hmm. Someone should have told that to Chris. <laughs> he's three-dimensional, and he's clearly nonlinear. Is... Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, now... <laughs> so, I, I mean, that's... So if you're... You have to be nonlinear or infinite dimensional in order to be chaotic when you're continuous. Yeah, and that, at least to me, that seems decently interesting. Like, why, why can't you have a 10-dimensional linear system that is continuous and chaotic? I, I don't understand the, the reasoning behind why that would why never go chaotic. Proof by induction? <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly well, don't continue know. on. It seems like you have an idea. <laughs> no, I don't. I just imagine that the, if if this has been proven, then it's probably some kind of induction proof or something. Or they have easy counter. Or they have easy counter. Or yeah, you have some like, some slow. class of counter examples for yeah. n dimensions. Yeah. It, well, it it comes apparently from something called the Poincaré uh, Bendixson theorem. Wait, which that states one. that a two-dimensional... Poincaré. 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 Okay, I'm sorry. I mispronounced oh. the name. Oh, no, I didn't know. Uh, you, you did. I thought you said Poincaré. Oh. I've always, said, always heard it a couple times, Poincaré. Yeah. I mean, you have the... You do have... It the, has an accent uh, on the E. I've always, the I've always just heard, Poincaré. like, the Poincaré conjecture. Like, yeah. I've always just come... 
Uh, and it, which apparently states that a two-dimensional differential equation has very regular behavior. And if that mm. has very regular behavior, then you would have to go to a third dimension to yeah. deal with chaotic behavior, which by its very definition it's is not regular. non-regular. Mm. That seems pretty simple proof. No, well, I, I for the three-dimensional part. Well, yeah, well, yeah, for the three. Yeah, have fun proving the regular part. <laughs> Not my problem. Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's 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 uh the it's proof, left as an exercise. The proof is apparently left as an exercise because the Wikipedia page has a statement. This statement needs attention from an expert on a subject. See the talk page for details. <laughs> whenever whenever you see the little exclamation point and them begging you to help them it's never a good thing so can any of you think of uh, perhaps a fun little carnival ride that might be a perfect example for chaotic behavior and something that we can actually talk about bumper cars uh, i see no no no, no bumper, be because basic. bumper cars are uh, not they're not deterministic yeah how about the spinning uh like they got this. They, I've seen this ride where it looks like a, like an umbrella, and it's got fingers off. And they're all equidistant, uh, and then on every one of the fingers, there's another. Uh, there, there's like a. Oh, I, I know you. You're on the right so idea gets, path. Some something spins on every finger, and you got people that are kind of yeah. mounted in this. And so when you spin it, but the thing is the direction that the people spin doesn't yeah, really, you're, isn't you're really on, determined. You're on the right idea path. You're just on the wrong spin ride. ride. Ah. What ride are we thinking of? Well, I'm, I'm trying to make you I'm trying to figure. I'm talking about the Tilt-A-Whirl. Tilt-A-Whirl? Uh, explain explain uh, this. Okay. You don't know what a Tilt-A-Whirl well, is? Well, I, I know, I know I of it, but my God, I haven't been to a carnival or even a... Okay, so tilt the world. You have um, you have a, a circular oval track. It's easier to deal with the circular circular. The one that just spins about. You have a circular track, but uh, on the circular track you go up and down small hills, and you have things on the track, little enclosed uh, half egg cutouts shaped things that can spin independently in a circular track mm. on the moving track. Okay, right. okay, I see what you mean. And so it turns out that you can model this very basically with um, dynamic systems. Actually, uh, what was the movie Problem Child 2? Yeah, uh, that, that was the tilt a world oh where everyone gosh, was puking. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen that movie in years. It's hilarious. So... Junior. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, with this system, uh, it turns out that the speed in, in the idealized situation, so let's just deal with no one sitting inside the cars, just the cars out there, turns out that this is a deterministic system that is determined by the speed at which you rotate the uh, tilt-a-whirl around, which you rotate all the cars around the big circle. So, depending on where they start and the speed at which you rotate them, uh, you, it's completely determined from those hmm. two things. And if you uh, make it go really, really slowly, uh, you will uh, have... Shit. Wow. I, knew, I knew this at one point. I actually read an article on this earlier today. 
if you spin it really, really slowly, I believe that the uh, cars rotate uh, just simply around the circle in the same direction as uh, the uh, actual tilt-a-whirl is rotating. So the cars will rotate, uh, particularly on their spinning thing in the same direction if you're going very slowly. If you go very quickly, they'll just jam uh, so that the backs, the heaviest part is towards the outside. And they won't spin at all because uh, centripetal force, or is it centrifugal at that point? I'm really bad at telling the difference between the two of them. Actually, centrifugal force doesn't okay. exist. So no, no, they both exist. I read, I read an article on them recently. Centripetal and centrifugal both exist. They are different things. These guys need to make their damn minds up. <laughs> yeah, it used to be forever they were saying that centrifugal, centrifugal force is not a true force. Yeah, no, nope. it, it, it exists. It just seems uh, like it's an, the continuation of angular. Well, it just seems like yeah, angular momentum. It just it, it's all it is is it's the fucking gravitron. At that yeah. point, you know you're not you're not going to spin it all because you're just essentially forcing the heaviest part to the outside. But at about six point five rotations per second on your average tilt a whirl, and you get chaotic behavior. It goes all fucking crazy. Yeah, which is what you want in mm -hmm. a fun carnival ride. Is that what the speed? Is that at the speed at which that they... is that is approximately the speed at which most pe most carnies run the tilt a world. Fucking carnies, man! I know they, they got their shit good. down. Yeah. You know they're probably experts on chaos theory. Yeah, and as anyone who's who's ever ridden on one, you know you like you can get that thing to spin super super fast. All of a sudden, it just stops, and then sometimes it'll start rotating the same direction, but sometimes it will rotate in the opposite direction. And if you start rotating the opposite direction of the direction that this whole thing is rotating, you go a lot slower. So you try to change it. And so that turns out to be another very important thing in chaos theory, specifically in the uh, control of chaotic systems, which say the neurons in our brain are actually probably a chaotic system. A lot of biological things are chaotic systems. It turns out small perturbations in the system can completely change the behavior because they're so sensitive to initial conditions, which means they're also sensitive to small changes in condition. So if we start talking about the non-idealized system where we have people sitting on the tilt-a-whirl, mm. you know, like you, everyone jams to one direction to try to make it spin a lot faster. Or if you're a spoil sport, you'll try to jam the other direction, make it slow down, maybe reverse. Hell yeah. And it also turns out that the people who run tilt-a-whirls get really good at changing the speed right at certain times completely send cars out of control. <laughs> like there's uh, The article I read had an interview with someone who actually used to run a tilt-a-whirl and he said that if a car is spinning in the same direction as the tilt-a-whirl is going and is just about to go up one of the hills and you just slam the speed up all of a sudden, they'll just start spinning incredibly. <laughs> and that uh, most people who run the Tilt-A-Whirl will concentrate on one car and just try to make it go insane. Uh, but if, if people are really good, they're able to control the actions of two cars. That's nuts. It's like a whole... Yeah, it's, it's chaos theory in carnivals. Applied chaos theory. Yeah. Yes. Applied chaos okay. theory to make our lives a lot more fun as we watch the person in the car next to us that was going crazy puke all over the place. Hell yeah. God, I loved the Tilt-A-Whirl. That was, like, my favorite carnival ride as a kid. Now I know why. I was appreciating the mathematics. Mm. Whatever you got to tell yourself. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> oh, we actually have a lot of chaos. Well, considering we live in Las Vegas, I mean, there's chaos all over the place. All the gambling is based on people trying to 
uh, apply their knowledge, but really they're just chaotic well, systems. No, they're not no. chaotic systems they're at all, you, actually. You, they're stochastic systems. Yeah. See, yeah, see, I was just thinking about this. There's a difference between random yeah. and chaotic. Okay. Yeah. Because random has no structure whatsoever, but... A chaotic system has that predeter- that deterministic. Yeah. Set. Yeah. So I mean, it's, se- it's sensitive to initial okay. conditions, whereas yeah. randomness is sensitive. Yeah. To when none. you start, well, yeah, when you start with a chaotic system, so, you have no idea where it's going. But if you start at that exact same point again, you will end up in the same spot ten iterations. So I was referring to like roulette. It's determined by how fast the yeah. the dealer no, no. spins the. Um, no r- roulette. Uh, except roulette. Yeah, I wouldn't say roulette is chaotic though. Because if you uh, it's if you just make, throw if it a little bit it, slower, then it would end at a different spot. At a different spot, but at a spot that is proportionally similar to how much slower you throw it. If it's chaotic, that that tiny difference could actually create a completely different thing. It, it, that would not be a chaotic system in my head. I see. What you mean. Okay. Like it would be, I, yeah, you can I, I see will... the proportion. You could actually measure. Yeah, how... you could, you could measure, and you could. It would be proportional, right? I mean, that I I imagine so. It changes uh, nothing about the fact that gambling is just a tax on people that can't do math. Yeah. So, I, mean, <laughs> I think he's it's a just, mathematician. Oh, yeah. He gambles. Yeah. No, he plays poker. That's <laughs> I. That's, that's true. I do not gamble. But... <laughs> uh, so. Let, let's talk. Let's yeah. talk a little bit about say trying to tell the difference between, uh, you know, if you're just given a data set and you're being told to ask, uh, or you're being asked, is this a chaotic system or is this a completely random system? A data set, just just the data. Yeah, set? Yeah, just or... the data set. That's that's darn near. Well, it depends because what. You'd be able to kind of extrapolate some kind of system from it, and then really yeah, but just there's look a, at. There's an easier way than that. Just look at, see how, if you could find perturbations. Like, look for small, like maybe if this data set was like uh, iterative you by take, time, take, look for really close time intervals and look for wild changes in the data. Yeah, well, no, yeah, that's exactly. You start, you start with two points that are very close to one another. And then after a certain period of time, look at how. And do this for a lot of different things. Look at how big the error between the two are. Look how far apart they are or how close they are. Uh, you, you, uh, according to Wikipedia, and this, this is something I believe I actually learned in class at one point as well, uh, if you will either, a, a deterministic system in general, will either have a very small error, so a very small difference, as I imagine you'd have a, with roulette, or you'd have an error that increases exponentially with time. Which is what you get in a chaotic system because two points, they might be close together. They probably aren't. They'll just go wildly in different directions. Whereas a, whereas the error of a stochastic or a random system, say the system of uh, uh, what we thought you were talking about originally, which is uh, slot machines, would have randomly distributed error. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, just because you start yeah. at one point, it's... It might have huge air from where it is, 10 pulls, or it might have small. But if you check the distance between any two relatively close starting points, you're going to just have random air in between. You're not going to have air that just gets bigger or mm-hmm. stays small. Some will be big, some will be small. It'll be all over the place. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that's, I mean, that's the real way to tell if you're just given data sets. Mm. No, no one actually seems interested in this topic to me. 
Well, none of us no, know anything about the it's, Terminator. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, in the beginning of this show, you know, 40 episodes ago or so, didn't matter if people knew anything about the topic. They still <laughs> acted interested. I've, been, well, I've just been sitting here thinking about uh, a lot yeah, of stuff. Yeah, well, what's, like what's just, been going through your head? No, I'm just, I'm just. Let, vis- let, give me a window into the psyche, please, of Brandon. Metz. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we don't want to go there. We don't want to scare what few listeners we have. So I love my listeners, and I think they want to know too. I think the listeners would like to know that Brandon no. has a new facial hair configuration. Oh, this is, yeah, this is true. It's, it's, it is. is uh, it's now a very angry goatee. Yeah, it yes. is. It is. I don't like it. I'm it doesn't matter if you like it. On the You're not the of, one I'm kissing. On the spectrum yeah. so of facial hair configurations, it's actually closer to the least trustworthy. Yeah, As probably. opposed to uh, Cody's Cody, very yeah. trustworthy. So, so Cody, Cody has the official beard of combinations and permutations. <laughs> you have the officially most hated beard of combinations and permutations. It's okay with me. At least or I'm just not the, the official most hated thing why not? of combinations why not? and permutations. E.G. Sam. No, no, it's not necessarily me. Some people like me, I think. Uh, <laughs> no, remember, I no, listen and I hate no. emails. Uh, why not just go for the full beard? I just don't like it. I it would not look good on me. Trust me. Well, I mean, if you got rid of that haircut, I you know, let it. Well, go I do a need a, I do need a haircut because I yeah. haven't had one in a while. I've just I been think too you lazy. should shave all of your hair off with a bic and then grow a fuck uh, no grow a full beard. <laughs> I think the listeners should also be aware that Brandon's haircut looks like uh, Uncle Joey's from Full House. Yeah, it's like it's it's long and <laughs> it's it's freaking, uh, it's like a. Place. Pompadour coiffe. Yeah, it is kind of like I see it. If my hair was all, if if I let it go for another month, it'd probably be exactly like it. Uh, Which I am not doing. Take Commander Riker from Star Trek, make him blonde, and not give him a haircut for a few weeks, and that's about. So it turns out Michael Crichton is not the only famous novelist who talks about chaos theory. Tom Clancy also does. I can I can see that in Splinter Cell, chaos theory. Oh no, you didn't. Is that oh, really? you! S- it exists. I just found that. Yes, I know. I I, have, I know of that. Yeah. So I, uh, if Jeff Goldblum were to be in a movie called Splinter Cell: Chaos Theory, he would be given a gun, and <laughs> just it's all chaotic from there. They, just put, they put him on a tilt a whirl. Just shoot people. Him. Yeah. So wait a minute. If he was spinning and he shot people at ra- at different intervals, right? Would the people who die be with that system? The people who are eliminated while he's shooting well, if, people if on the tilt world had to, be chaotic as well. It would have to be because yeah, the because ride the actual, is chaotic. So yeah, yeah. I just think an interest, the, interesting interesting way of applying this. The now. bullet's trajectory is determined <laughs> by a chaotic system. So yeah, the yeah. Bullet's trajectory is not uh, chaotic. Well, except you would you would have to completely uh, determine when he was firing. Yeah. Beforehand, you right. couldn't just have him randomly choose because then it would be a random. Well, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. an M16, so it just holds it down. Okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fixed rate of fire. Yeah, fixed rate of fire. <laughs> be interesting to see that or not. That's kind of morbid. Uh, it would be interesting to. I would really uh, kind of enjoy watching the computer animation of that. Yeah, be. Jeff Goldblum with an automatic <laughs> weapon and a tilt a whirl. Actually, can we just can we just give can we just put Jeff Goldblum on a tilt a whirl and put me next to him? I want that to happen. I bet you do. That's... As long as he does have a gun. Then no, yeah. what? maybe because then if it's chaotic, he could possibly shoot you. That's no, for his protection, I, I not chaos. you, Sam. That's... Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that that is linear. <laughs> he will shoot you at some point. <laughs> the shortest distance between two points, that's between, the muzzle in Sam's, Sam's face. <laughs> it's a linear model. It's going. It's boom. 
I am all for this now. Let's get let's let's Sam call, is him, being let's call his agent. And see, uh, I wonder if he's one of our listeners. That'd be cool. If Vane is actually oh bulging. my god, if Jeff Goldblum listens to this show, please be my friend. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum doesn't listen it said to this you show. To be- Jeff Goldblum is also not a direct descendant from a mathematician, so he won't join you in a gang. Bang. Do we know that That's for a fact? Fine. That's I don't care. That's good for him. Do- <laughs> I just want to talk to Jeff Goldblum like every day. That would, it would be just make me the happiest person. Did it ever, ever occur to you that he might be typecast and just be a complete wacko? Have you ever seen him on Conan? No, no, I have not. Google uh, Jeff Goldblum Peaches Conan. Okay. I, you I, will I want to be want his to friend. <laughs> okay. Apparently, that's that's all we got for today because this is not going anywhere. <laughs> it's chaotic. We went a very good place. It's like <laughs> Jeff Goldblum on a tilt a whirl with an automatic weapon. Yeah. Very this true. Shooting Sam in the face. Someone, uh, if there's anyone out there who's an artist, could you draw a picture of this for us? Or anyone out anyone there. Anyone who's any any good with anything. Or just, just draw a picture or even of me next to Jeff Goldblum. Being shot. I mean, that's cool too, but. No, just me and Jeff Goldblum. With a gun. No. Well, he can have a gun as long as he's not shooting me. Well, can we, we uh, if we're shooting Brandon, I'm okay with it. Now. So uh, if you want to draw, Brandon, just uh, rewind this podcast to my description <laughs> and then start from there. Yeah, start. Okay, start with the goatee. Everything else is completely determined after that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's and pretty- boom, I finally make a good joke. So for Sean Brecklin, about time. Brandon Metz. I, do I even have to say for Juan Marcel? He said like two things the entire episode. It was about three. I, I am Samuel Hansen. Completely Thanks determined for by listening. your subject. So that is it for today's episode of Combinations and Permutations. I really do hope that you enjoyed it. Also, I want to remind everyone to please send me an email saying that you listen and that you hate me. That's Samuel at AcmeScience.com. And don't forget, if you send the email within the next two weeks, you are entered for a prize drawing of a picture of me getting stomped on. I really need to be more involved with the coming up of the prizes. I really do. Uh, please head on over to acmescience.com. Check out the blog post with some links about the topics we discussed on today's show, as well as the ability to check out Strongly Connected Components, the mathematical interview show, and Acme Science's new podcast, Sam and Dan and Buckaroo Bonsai. Because uh, that's episode one, and it's really, really awesome. I thoroughly suggest everyone check it out. The music on this episode is from SP12. You can find them over at opsound.org. This podcast creator comes attribution share like licensed podcast. And I want to thank you all once again for listening, and I hope you check out the next Combinations and Permutations. <laughs>